You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Get Wags, how you doing, bud? Uh, man, I've been better, man. I think we were all pretty thankful today, man. Jimmy, I want to tell you something. Um, I, I was... I just knew that there was nothing but uh, but seriousness happening just a second that that Ryan Newman flipped in the air as I knew he was in a bad spot to get run back over. And sure enough, the, the absolute unthinkable happens. Ryan Newman on the last lap, who's going for a Daytona 500 victory, um, trying to block his position, going low, gets turned, hits the outside wall, gets flipped in the air gets hit right in the driver's side door while upside down. Scary, scary scene. Jimmy Wags, they showed on TV, the camera did, of the gasoline pouring directly out of that car onto the asphalt. Thankfully, there was fire there, but thankfully it was uphill. But um, we finally got word not long ago. We decided we weren't going to record anything, folks, until we knew uh, a status update on on Ryan Newman. We found out, just like everybody has by now, that he's in serious condition, but his injuries are expected to be non-life-threatening. Jimmy Wags, um, none of us could be happy at the moment. Everybody knew it was serious except for Denny Hamlin, and it really takes your breath away when you see something like that happen on the track, doesn't it, pal? It does, man. It uh, it really goes to show that, you know, the sport can still, you know, uh, it's, it's teaming, it's reality, man. It's really, uh, these guys have really put you in a perspective that understand that these guys are putting their life out on the line for something they love and something that they do on a week-to-week basis. And as a fan, you know, I, I think since we, you know, had the incident with Dale Earnhardt and obviously Kenny Irwin and Adam Petty and, you know, we haven't had a fatality in the sport in such a long time, man. We really just take the safety of the sport for granted. And, uh, you know, a few years back we had the Austin Dillon incident at Daytona. And, uh, you know, I think everybody was really worried there. It's just uh, tonight just really it seeing that wreck like that, man. And I just remember watching it live because I was obviously, I was, you know, periscoping on, on the pod Twitter and, um, it was just an incredible sight to see, and just to see the car get airborne like that. And we had, and to be honest, we haven't had a car get airborne all sea weeks, man. Like not like that whatsoever. So, yeah. uh, it just was so unexpected, and you know, unfortunately, Corey LaJoy had nowhere to go, man. And it just is just gut wrenching to see that, and uh, you know, it just brings back memories of you know things that happened with uh, Dale Senior and just the amount of non-information that we're getting and so just used to especially in the information age that we are with twitter and instagram and every news uh station uh or media outlet trying to get the first dibs on the news it's just really uh, it's really tough to get through it tonight and um i can't say nothing more up man about just our our fans and our everybody in the national community is family man it's just uh I think we all banded together. Even though we may not have uh, Ryan Newman as our favorite driver that we call on to win races on Sundays, um, by no means do we ever want to see anybody get seriously hurt or lose their life. And to 
night was a reality check for sure. And I'm just uh, well said. The Lord uh, uh, just uh, looked over him and all the the uh, paramedics and me- uh, medical personnel and everybody took their time and did what they thought was in their, their right mind. And, um, you know, thank the good Lord that uh, he's going to be okay. So, uh, Jimmy, that, that was well said. I think you you spoke the sentiments of most of us. Nobody wanted to watch what was going on. We all wanted an update, but we also didn't want, you know, and, and, and I'm going to talk about both sides of my mouth. I, I appreciate the fact that nobody in NASCAR, none of the media people that were there, uh, certainly no NASCAR representatives uh, said anything before it was the proper time. However, it would have been nice if somebody would have just said, hey, we're going to update Ryan Newman um, as soon as we can. He's being attended to matter. The waiting was absolutely, it was horrific. It was absolutely worse than the crash was. It's, Knowing because we've all been there before, Jimmy. We were all there in 2001 when we saw, you know, what happened, and uh, we were just, and, and it looked every bit as bad as, as I mean, let's just face facts. In 2001, if he hits a concrete barrier on that outside wall instead of a safety barrier, we may we may not be we may be talking about something different tonight. It, it, it's a whole different discussion, brother. And and kudos to NASCAR for. Um, and the entire industry, making this racing as safe as possible. I, I have said many times on this thing right here, um, NASCAR has never been safer. I even talked about how uh, just a couple of weeks ago that the car may be a little bit too safe because, you know, you got guys running it into the wall and that sort of thing. Well, the fact of the matter is the car is never safe enough. And uh, so far, um, I, listen, Ryan Newman's, um, you know, th- this journey has just begun for him. He, there's, I mean, he's not getting in a race car and, and racing Sunday. Uh, there, there, I mean, the, the the six team has some other things they got to get to, and we'll talk about those things um, as the week progresses. But um, here's wishing all the best for Ryan Newman. He had a tough week with his family. Had some family news come out there. And, um, uh, and, and, and hey, let's put it this way. I'd like the record to reflect. I picked Ryan Newman as my dark horse. I saw what he did in the duel, and I said that guy's going to be fast. And I'll be damned if he if he wasn't I fast. He, was, he he over the course of the last year in restricted plate races, he's found a way to be there at the end. And uh, yes. it's just uh, you know, it's just you call it age and wisdom and experience, man. But he was literally you could put a hundred yards away from winning the Daytona yep. 500 to for the second time today. He absolutely was, and let's talk about the Daytona 500. I thought it was a pretty good race overall, Jimmy Wags. It wasn't, you know, I thought it was pretty exciting, but the reason, let's just look at the finish, because we talked about Ryan Newman, the finish. Here's the crazy thing to me, okay? Denny Hamlin is the only Toyota in the top ten, but you have... Ryan Blaney second, Chris Boucher third, David Reagan fourth, Kevin Harvick fifth, Clint Boyer sixth. You got all those Fords sitting right there, and the very first Chevy is what we all expected. We all expected Brendan Gaughan to be the carry the flag for the Chevy uh, for the Chevy ranks, and he pulls in as a top ten at Daytona 507. What? And there was only two Chevys in the top ten. Kyle Larson finished tenth. Brendan Gaughan finished uh, seventh. Everybody else except for Denny Hamlin was a Ford. You had seven Fords, one Toyota, and Denny Hamlin, two Chevys. And I want to tell you something. 
not to be – I was super impressed with how Corey LaJoy drove in the last the last 30 laps. But John Hunter Nemechek, son, he impressed me, Jimmy Wags. He did exactly what a guy like him should do, stay out of the ways, but stay in the gas. And, and even though a lot of the good guys got wrecked out and that sort of thing, some of these new guys, son, showed me something that I wasn't sure that we were going to see. But can we make anything for the rest of the season based on this finish at the Daytona 500, Jimmy? I don't think so. I would even throw Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell had a great race in the 95 for uh, Bob Levine racing. And, uh, yep. um, you know, he got caught up in, in the wreck at the end there. But, um, yep. I, I mean, restrict, I, mean I, I, I take that back. I'm sorry. Super speedway racing because we don't use restricted plates anymore. Uh, <laughs> right. We use tapered spacers now. Tapered spacers, but, um, yeah. But, you know, it's a wild card. It's a crapshoot, obviously. The big one is always uh, – lurking and um you know these guys they keep their noses clean and they stop the big wreck man they having to find themselves at the end don't get man corla joy if corla joy has some good equipment to run man i seriously think you would hear his name called a lot more on sundays um jimmy it's and, funny you, you say know, that the kid, kid gave rick hendrick a letter at the hall of fame a couple of weeks ago and yeah. you know he's like hey look man i don't know if i'm be on your list or on your radar i just want you to know to think about me and the kid can drive the car man especially you, you give him some, a good piece he, he can get it done and um you know i'm just uh you know obviously we had the, the same players denny hammers a super speedway mastermind yep um, he finds himself there at the end seems like every day on the 500 he's there and uh you know uh look at ryan blaney man ryan blaney's knocking on the door for that win. Yep. He's got he's got to prove himself this year. Yeah. Uh being that third Penske car and uh he you know, he was half a bumper away from stealing that Daytona five hundred. So All right, I'm glad you brought up Ryan Blaney. And let me let me interject right here with Ryan Blaney because I I after what we saw at Speed Weeks um and the clash and what happened today on the track. You just said Ryan Blaney's that third car over there. I think next year he's the second car because I'm not sure there's enough room underneath that roof at Penske to hold Joey Logano and and Brad Keselowski together. Obviously, Brad Keselowski was wrecked out because Joey Logano was pushing way too hard, got out in front, and ruined. Brad Keselowski had a car that was going to be tough to beat, but Ryan Blaney is definitely, I think, in my opinion, early on in this in this season, which has only been two weeks, but he has really shown himself that he wants to take the reins and he wants to be the flagship of of Penske, brother. And I think we got big things to come from Ryan Blaney. What about you? He has to. Um, you know, obviously with Keselowski being a contract year, uh, the older the drivers get, man, a lot of these team owners don't want to pay that big salary to these guys, and they're looking for young up-and-comers. And, you know, Ryan Blaney really hasn't shown too much over the last couple of years. He's had some flashes of some, some great yeah. runs, and he's let some wins slip away. A couple of years ago, he dominated Daytona 500 and yep. um, shuffled back. And, uh, you know, he's got to prove that he – can win in that equipment. Obviously, he, he ran great with the Wood Brothers and got him back in victory lane to Pocono a few years ago, and he won the yeah. the uh, Roval a couple of years ago. But he's he's got the strength and wins together, man, to to continue to to be at Penske because Penske's shown, man, if you're not putting out results, 
then, you know, they're obviously going to move more from him. So. That's right. Uh, he's, he's got the opportunity to do some good things this year. And he better do it because he's not going to have another chance. Let's talk about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the pole, of course. You mean uh, Ricky, Ricky, Sten- Ricky Stenhouse? Ricky, I, earlier in the week I was calling him Pretty Stenhouse Jr., but, but Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, definitely comes to mind. Um, he, I think he led – like uh, 29 laps or something like that, maybe um, uh, yeah. 20, 25, something like that. But Ricky Stenhouse Jr. just can't seem to get out of his own damn way, Jimmy Wags. It seems like, you know, he he he's you want to like the guy, man. You want to you like do, him. but he's such, but he's always doing the same shit. He gets in his first ride over there with with uh, JTG. He gets on the pole and then he runs the race like an idiot. I mean, I just had a, doesn't make any sense to me, Jimmy. Had a hell of a first stage, man. I think his his car was definitely one of the strongest. And uh, but Recky being Recky, he proved to us all once again uh, the things that he does on on these uh, super speedway tracks, man. It's, yeah, it's always somebody else that gets gets hurt by his uh, his actions on the track. And I, if I'm not mistaken, this is like the second time in the last three years he's taken out the 24 car in the Daytona yep. 500. So yes, uh, it's uh, you know I, look, you know the the guy's got a heck of a, a mind on super speedways, and he proved that he can get it done winning uh, two plate races uh, a couple of years ago. But uh, I think his aggressiveness at the wrong time. It's, yeah. it's just uncalled for, and it creates so much nervousness, especially when yep. he's up front running. Um, yep. Guys, guys really don't want to be around him, and uh, he he's really aggressive. He forces his way through the front, but uh, he's got to tame that aggression, man. Because if, if he ever tames that aggression, especially on super speedway tracks, he would be a he would he could he could rank as high as Denny Hamlin and and he's. Uh, I agree. And if you think about what makes a great super speedway racer, it's not the fact that they're the daredevil. It's the fact that they're controlled daredevil. Yeah. Denny Hamlin yeah. knows exactly when to go. Dale Jr. knows exactly when to go. Kevin Harvick, he, he, I mean, he, hell, he's running up front there. He knows exactly what to do. Every Everybody else might be nervous because Kevin Harvick's up there, but, but the other drivers know that Kevin Harvick's not going to make a mistake uh, um, I mean, he may do something on purpose at Talladega and wreck the entire field when they're doing yeah. 60 miles an hour, but he's not going to make a mistake at 200 miles an hour. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr., you want to like the guy. You want him to come out there and do well, and then he just comes out there and steps on his pecker like he does every single damn time. And it just it just drives me batshit crazy. I, I got to tell you, I there's no way that there's not a, there's not a phone call between um, – Hendrick Motorsports and JTG Doherty. I mean, I just gotta believe it. They're they've got to be telling him, "Hey, man, tell your guy to get his head out of his ass." I just, yeah. I just gotta believe it. That's what somebody's got to talk to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. It's a long damn year. What's that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, even to that point, uh, I thought he worked well with the uh, with the Hendrick guys, and uh, he did. It seemed like they worked well. They that that middle part of the. Uh, or beginning of the second stage, it seemed like they were they worked well, really well together. So, yeah, um, he's going to have to improve on that relationship, especially on these big tracks like that. And as we get to the the, the big tracks where we do a lot more drafting, um, he's definitely going to have to improve on that skill uh, to be more controlled. So he absolutely. And listen, we're going from Daytona 
all the way across the country to Las Vegas Motor Speedway on for Sunday's race out there, the Pennzoil 400. We're going to our first mile and a half of the year. We've got a little, we got some changes, um, you know, in the schedule and that sort of thing. We're going, we're going out west, Jimmy. I'm excited. Uh, very excited to get out there and to see what's going on. But they're going to be out there for a while. They're going to Vegas. They're going to California. They're going to Phoenix and then back um, uh, to Atlanta. And don't forget that Homestead Miami Speedway race is Sunday, March 22nd, I believe, is what they're having. But um, I think some guy named Bill is racing in the race the day before. I, I heard that um, that the the Saturday, March 21st, might be a pretty pretty busy time down there um, in, in, in Miami, Florida. But, Jimmy, I got to say, I was extremely entertained up until the very last, you know, two seconds of the race. I couldn't have been happier with how it played out. I thought it was a good race. I thought it had a lot of action, had a lot of great storylines. Obviously, the main storyline coming out of here is is uh, Ryan Newman and all that. But the president showed up. He drove the motorcade around. The national anthem, for Pete's sake, Whoever sang that national anthem, Lieutenant somebody, somebody who sang it, was beautiful. It, the pomp and sir, you've been to the Daytona 500 many times. You know what it's all about, no, brother. I, I think we had a good one. Like Where do you think this was, – was this a good uh, – on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 10 being Dale Jr. wins, where would you put this in action and, and as just a fan watching the race, Jimmy Wags? How would you rate this race? Uh, I, I would give it a, a solid 8. Uh, I think uh, – it was pretty subdued, obviously, through the, the first couple uh, stages. I thought the, you know, um, the action was going to pick up at, towards the end, and it did, man. It it delivered, and I hate to see all those guys get wrecked out. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, we want a lot more players than that. And these guys are the best, the 40 best stock car drivers in the world. And one small mistake on the track, you know, it it causes the big one, and uh, it it. To me, over the course of the last several years, Daytona 500 has been one of the most exciting races all all season long, and um, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. I love this race being our Super Bowl, being our first race, and um, it sucked that it rained yesterday and it had to get pushed back to to Monday, but man, did it deliver up until the, the final four, few feet of, uh, before they checked the flag, man, and just uh, just thankful, thankful. A lot of prayers were, were answered today, and uh, Ryan yeah. Newman is still with us, man. So today is a day of rejoicing. Um, Ryan Newman still has a long road to go. I am, I, I, w- I would imagine. I don't know that as, as we're taping this. All we know is that uh, on on Sunday night, all we know is that Ryan Newman uh, is in serious condition, but stable, and uh, apparently doesn't have any life threatening injuries, but. I thought it was a, a, about an eight as well, and I, I'm glad that the new package. We didn't run this package here. I enjoyed. Last year. I, I loved I it. I enjoyed the package, man. I thought I did I too. More tame than they were in the the clash. Yep. Uh, I think guys were more calculated earlier on in the race. You didn't yep. see quite as aggressive blocks as you saw in the clash, and. Yep. I thought, uh, you know, yeah, we had some mistakes where uh, we we caused some big wrecks, but guys were going for it, man. And uh, yeah, that's that's you don't expect no other. Like I said, forty best stock car drivers in the world going after the biggest prize. I don't expect nothing less, man. And I I thought the package was was awesome, man. It it I provided drama, great racing, guys get runs. 
uh, you didn't see big blocks. You know, of course, we did see the, uh, the somewhat big block at the end, but that's what you got to do if you want to win the 500, man. And, that's right. Um, you know, it's it, it, it was, it's a great package. I enjoyed it. I think they might try to find a way to slow these guys down just a little bit, but all in all, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed today. Uh, I thought today um, was an absolute win for the sport. A lot of people were watching it, not only just because the president was there and he was tuned in, but it's a first, I mean, Jimmy, it by all, um, everything points to the fact that viewership for speed weeks was up over last uh, year. 20% over last year. Yeah. Oh, just crazy. I'm super excited for the season. We go out to our mile and a half track next week, but we'll talk about that um, later in the week. Today, we're going to be thankful. Ryan Newman um, is going to be able to wake up and have a road to recovery. Denny Hamlin is your three-time um, three-time Daytona 500 champion. Jimmy Wags, one last question, and then we're going to wrap this sucker up. Does having three Daytona 500 championships make you a Hall of Famer, yes or no? I want to have to say yes. Um, you know, look at our guy, Dale J. He's a two-time Daytona 500 winner. Obviously, he's a two-time Xfinity champion, um, 30, 30 wins, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, in the Cup Series. So yep. uh, I, I think the one thing that would put Denny Hamlin over the top to be an absolute first battle Hall of Famer is if he gets that championship, and uh, sure. you know, um, he's a he he has proved that he is one of the best restrict. I'm sorry, the one of the best super speedway slash restrict plate racers of this generation of his generation, and uh, the guy's an absolute mastermind behind the wheel. As much as I I can't stand the evil empire of Toyota and JGR, the guy can get straight get it done uh, when it comes to Daytona. So, Jimmy, I'm gonna hey, say it like this. There's only a handful of drivers that have more Daytona 500s than he does, and I believe they are all in the Hall of Fame. But one thing yeah. about Denny Hamlin that is impressive, no matter what you think of the man, the the brand, or the team, is that that guy can wheel it. He's got wins at Daytona 500. He's got them at Martinsville, and he's got them on most of the mile-and-a-half tracks on the circuit. The guy is a complete racer. He's all the way around. He's got, he's a five-tool player, Jimmy Wags, and I think with I his agree. third Daytona 500, he is definitely a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure if it's a, a you know, if it's first ballot and and unanimous or that sort of thing, but he's a Hall of Famer in my book. Jimmy Wags, I appreciate you coming on for this quick edition of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow after the Daytona 500. I have a good week, Jimmy Wags. Let's hey, we all banded together and we came together to help Brian Newman and get him out there. And man, I'd like to be nice if we can keep that going around for a couple weeks, wouldn't it, Jimmy? I definitely agree, man. If uh, you know, if you got any family or friends, man, just hug them tighter, say you love them. And uh, be thankful that the uh, the good Lord heard our prayers today. Um, you know, my prayers, my thoughts and prayers go to Ryan Newman and his family and the Rouse Fenway team, our boy, um, Rob Lowe, the interlining gang, um, thinking about you guys and uh, speedy recovery to the Rocket, man. So, uh, Amen. Uh, Preach it, brother. We will talk to you guys later in the week. Y'all have a good one. Here we go, Ryan Newman. Best of wishes, bud. Well, that marks the end of our show. Thanks for listening to Off the Rails, and we hope to see you again next week.